This is the What's Brewing Podcast, brought to you by Plan First Asset Management and Financial Services. Now here's your host, Johnny Gamet. What's up, Bruin Nation? Johnny Gamut on the What's Bruin podcast, and uh, it's hard to believe we're starting year eight of intercollegiate athletics here at Bob Jones University. Uh, it has been a wild ride so far, but I am thrilled today uh, to have in the studio with us Coach Brent Castile, who is the new baseball coach for the Bruins baseball program. Uh, I know for me personally, as a, as a diehard baseball fan and growing up uh, playing baseball and and just being that my major sport, my main my main sport that I loved, uh, always wanted it here at the university and just so thrilled to see that we finally are in the in the Bruins baseball age. So this is actually going to be a two-part uh, series that we're doing here with Coach Castile. We're going to find out a little bit more in this first uh, part about Coach and uh, a little bit more of who he is and what he brings to the Bruins baseball program. And then in part two, we'll look ahead at uh, what is coming in 2021 for uh, the Bruins baseball program uh, with Coach at the helm. So Coach, without further ado, thank you so much for, for joining the podcast. We appreciate it. Thank you, Johnny. It's great to be here today and great to talk about about baseball here at Bob Jones University. And, and let's start with that. I mean, it's so weird to say that, what you just said in that sentence. So so before we get into your story, just how how surreal is it to have that in the same sentence? Bob Jones University, Bruins, baseball, all in one. Very much so. I, when I was here as a student, uh, of course, I played intramural softball and uh, never even dreamed about the opportunity to have baseball here. So when I heard it was uh, it was possibly happening, it was exciting. And uh, as it came around, and it really was going to happen, and I uh, had the opportunity to fill out an application and send it in, I did it as soon as I could. <laughs> so uh, I'm thrilled about it. Very excited. Well, let's go back to uh, the early days of Brent Castile. You know, when, when did baseball become, become a love for you? You know, I started when I was eight years old. We didn't have the little T-ball leagues. When I, a matter of fact, I didn't even know what a T was when I was younger. kind of dates me, but that's where I am. Um, Started when I was eight years old, went up through the Little League program and went up through junior high baseball, high school baseball. Uh, got into high school and uh, started hearing of uh, some scouts were talking to me from professional teams. And I was a junior in high school and senior in high school. Uh, different colleges were talking to me. Um, started loving the game, obviously, when I was younger. But then when I started realizing I could possibly have an opportunity to go to college or possibly have a career in, in baseball, um, it became very, very exciting to me. So I started pursuing that. But I'll be honest, um, even though I was saved at nine years old, when I did get older and I started realizing I could pursue those other things, not that they're wrong, but the way that I pursued them mm. was wrong. So I was, uh, I was playing for me, and I wasn't playing for the Lord. And eventually, I did get my opportunity to go to college. I did get my opportunity to play professional baseball. But the Lord took it away from me. And I, I honestly believe it was because I was not playing for him. I honestly didn't know what it meant to do that. So in my second year of professional baseball, I was at spring training. My father called me on the phone, and uh, he was crying on the phone. My father never cried, so I didn't know what was going on. My grandmother had passed away, and he was in the hospital room with her. And uh, she had just passed, but her pastor was there as well during that time. He led my father to the Lord. Hmm. So my father had had tears that were sad because his mother had passed, but he had tears of joy because he had just joined the family of Christ, yeah. and he was very excited about that. Um, as I was on the phone with him, that was a real rebuke to me. 
I got off the phone and I just couldn't get it off my mind. I called back home, talked to my mother and said, you need to send me a Bible. Please get me a Bible. She talked with our, our pastor at home, got a Bible for me, sent it out to me in Arizona to spring training. I had that the rest of the year. And that's when the Lord started to teach me that baseball is not about me. It's about him. And I really had to go through a learning process to find out what that really meant. I'm still learning to this day, yeah. and I'm very excited and very thrilled at what God has taught me. And I'm very excited to use this now to teach young men here uh, about the same thing by using baseball here at Bob Jones University. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, you, I know uh, in those professional days, you had the opportunity to, to be around some guys that, you know, eventually went on to have some pretty great careers, some some names that, you know, if you name drop here on the podcast, a lot of people, uh, particularly Cubs fans and, and those people who followed that organization would be, um, would be well aware of who those were. So maybe some of the guys that you got to play with and some of the, the cool experiences that you were able to have through through the game. Sure, sure. Uh, one that would be very well known, probably by the young guys and the older guys. Uh, mm-hmm. Many older guys, men my age. <laughs> <laughs> You're still young. Uh, yes, still yes, young. absolutely. <laughs> um, but looking at Greg Maddox, I was his first catcher in professional baseball, mm-hmm. and uh, that was exciting. He was a young man. He was uh, he was right out of high school. I was right out of junior college, my second year in, in college. So. Um, here we are. I'm catching him. He uh, he pretty much came to the to the game with his game face. He had a game plan. Uh, pretty good control. Had had pretty good speed, um, velocity. Uh, his his control over uh, pitches and when to use them are the things he was lacking when he first came in. Yeah. He was above the rest, if you would, mm-hmm. in his age group. But he had some things to learn, and obviously, as we know today, he learned those well. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. And he's turned out to be. Uh, uh, a fantastic pitcher that's in the history mm-hmm. of our game. So uh, great to have known him and to be able to catch him and be a part of his game. Another one is Joe Girardi. Mm-hmm. Great friend. He's a believer yeah. and uh, just a great guy. He's a family guy. Um, I got to meet up with him. I, I got to coach a team down in Florida, and we won the state title. And in doing so, I called Joe up, and this is when he was coaching the Miami Marlins for his first year. And I said, Joe, I'd like to do something you know, special for my guys. Can you just meet us at the wall? If I get my guys down there, I'm going to travel down. We'll meet you at the wall. We'll take a few minutes. I'll tell them no pictures or anything. We won't mess anything up. Let you get back to the game. He said, Brent, hang on a minute. He's in the clubhouse at the time. He handed his phone over to his promo guy. And the promo guy got on the phone. He says, hey, Joe told me to talk with you. He says, you're interested in coming to a game? And I said, yes, I'd love to bring my team and uh, and bring him down. He said, absolutely. We're going to talk later. I'm going to get everything set up for you. You just let me know. So we talked later, and I had about 32 sponsors to go on that trip with me <laughs> and being parents because wow. they were so excited to go and yeah. meet Joe and, of course, my team, uh, my players. And uh, we showed up and got there, and I called the, the promo guy on the phone. I can't remember his name now. And I said, we're here. He said, okay, great. We got there early. He said he came out, met us at the bus. He took us inside. Before you knew it, we were walking in through the tunnel and by the padding cages while the Marlins were swinging the bats. My guy's eyes were just as oh, I'm sure. big yeah. as ever. And we walked by, and we were escorted out to the Marlins dugout mm. where he seated us. And he says, have a seat here. Stay as long as you like. Wow. The New York Mets were out on the field taking batting practice. So my guys were just having a great day. Well, during the time, I was... I did not realize, but the pitching coach, who was my last pitching coach in my last season, 
was the pitching coach there for the Marlins. He's now presently the pitching coach for the Atlanta Braves. But uh, he came walking up, and I didn't even know it was there. So we got to talk. Before I knew it, Joe came from inside, sat down, and he took every question that any parent or any of my Hmm. guys on my team wanted to ask and spent that time with us prior to the game. Yeah. So it was wonderful. That's the kind of guy he is. He's a family guy. He did tell me uh, one time when he was coaching the Yankees, I asked him some questions, and he told me, he says, Brent, the most important thing for me is to establish a relationship individually with every single player mm. on my team. Mm. And he says, I aim to do that every year. And he says, I mean a real relationship. I want to know what their family's doing. I want to know what they're doing. I want to know what they like and enjoy in their lives. I love to get into their lives. Yeah. So that's the kind of guy Joe Girardi is. He's a great man. Yeah. Appreciate him. And, and hey, I, he's not coaching right now. Maybe assistant coach for the Bruins. Maybe. You, know? you never hey, know. Hey, you let's... never know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> you know, you mentioned being, you know, around the game and obviously the, the special memories from that. But and and you mentioned the um, the time that the Lord used to, to kind of show you that he's gifted you with the skills and abilities to play the game. But you know, the expectation that God gives all of us is, is that the reason he gives us those gifts and abilities is not for ourselves, but for him. Um, so, so with that in mind, as you started to realize your, your playing days were numbered, what was, what was, what what got you into the, the coaching interest side of things? You know, it was funny because, uh, right at the end of my, uh, my career, which I didn't know was going to happen, but it was two weeks after my season was over, I got home and, and uh, and I, I found out that I had been released. Um, at that point, I really didn't know what I was going to do next. It's like the rug was pulled out from under me, but that was just a wake-up call mm-hmm. where God was trying to get me serious about him. Very thankful for it now, but it wasn't so much fun yeah. at the time. So I, I came home, and of course I thought, you know what, I want to finish my degree, so I need to determine what's next. And uh, I need I need a job, I need to make money. So let's find out what's going on. Well, my pastor uh, came to me and said, listen, I need a baseball coach. And I said, well, pastor, I, I need a job. And he said, I got your job. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. Oh, I knew it wasn't baseball. It was a very small Christian school. So that wasn't going to be the only job. Um, so he said, show up on Monday. I said, okay. I showed up on Monday. And the pastor uh, began to escort me around the entire building and showed me the custodial closet. Mm-hmm. And uh, he invited me in to be the janitor of our church and our Christian school. And I took the job hmm. because along with that, I was going to get to be the base, the head baseball coach for that team. And uh, the Lord taught me much through that. Hmm. I was very thankful, very thankful now. I was thankful then. Um, it wasn't going back to spring training, but it was an opportunity to learn what I had, should have learned a long time ago. Yeah. So I was very excited about that. Went through that. Uh, process for that year, went through that season. The Lord blessed us with a state title. Very excited about that. I even had my own brother on the team, and that was exciting as well. Uh, very good season of baseball, very good season of, of being taught by the Lord uh, the purpose of sports, specifically baseball. And was very excited about that opportunity. And then eventually, you you came to Bob Jones University and uh, got your education here. And um, so, talk a little bit about that, about uh, how the Lord brought you here, and because uh, you are an alumnus, and, and we're yes. very proud of that. Um, I'm very thankful that yeah. I, that I can say that I am. I uh, while I was at home, I had a friend of mine that I was was talking with previously that was in our college and career group, 
and uh, she had left and gone to the wilds to work for the summer. She had returned and said, uh, you need to go to the wilds. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I was free now. I, I wasn't going back to spring training. Sure. I wasn't going to play baseball. I was free to do that. School year was over. And so uh, at the time that she had mentioned that, Tom Farrell came in to speak at our church. So I went to him and I said, I said, Brother Farrell, I, I'm interested in, in going to the wilds. But it was late, you know, kind of late to, to check into it. And he said, uh, actually, it was, in the, it was in the fall. It was in the, it was in the spring. It was in the spring. So I knew the season was going to end. So I spoke with him, and he said, uh, let me make a phone call. He got in touch with someone there. He called me back. He said, there are two positions open. And uh, he let me know that there was, a, uh, there was an op staff position. I said, I'll take it. And uh, so I got that position. Went there, and uh, during that summer, I rededicated my life to the Lord. I surrendered to full-time Christian service, and uh, it was a big summer for me. Hmm. Uh, drastic, drastic change from the world that I was living in to the world that I was now yeah. getting back to. And uh, so the Lord grew me through that. I made some great friends that summer. I also had opportunity um, then because many BJ students were there, mm-hmm. and they said, you need to come to Bob Jones. You need to come to Bob Jones. And I'd always heard about Bob Jones, always promoted by our, our pastor. Our pastor was on the board for several years. And uh, so I, I spoke with, uh, with them, and, and uh, before I knew it, I had an appointment lined up with Dr. Bob uh, III, or no, Dr. Bob uh, Wood, to come in and, and sit down with him. Mm-hmm. So I sat down with him, and let's just say that after that meeting, I had a job at Samwise Sports World. I was enrolled in the school to come to school, and I was going to go home after the wilds for two weeks and turn around and come right back. Wow. And that's exactly what happened. And from there on, the Lord just grew me uh, leaps and bounds and helping me to learn what baseball and what uh, a life with Christ are really all about. And it truly can happen. Yeah. And it's a wonderful thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. <clears throat> and then your career took you to, to many different places. One of the things here in the in the closing minutes of, uh, of the podcast, or part one, I should say, we're going to get to part two next week. Um, but Coach, you, you have had the opportunity um, in recent years to be with an organization called Play Ball, where you guys go over to uh, the Dominican Republic and, uh, and, and are able to, to really use the sport of baseball as an avenue for the gospel there. Um, so wanted to be able to allow you to talk about that because I know that's one of your passions and one of your uh, things that you get really excited about even just going this summer again uh, down to the DR for that. So so talk about, a little bit about how you got involved with that and um, you know, and, and how that came about. Absolutely. Um, I was at working at Northland International University um, and during the time it was my first year there, I was coaching women's soccer, believe it or not. And, uh, so you're a multi-talented yeah, coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. We'll look at it that way. Uh, but while I was there, um, a gentleman came to me by the name of Dave Ferguson. He's now the vice president of Baptist Mid-Missions. He came to me and he said, listen, um, I've heard that you're a baseball guy. <clears throat> and he said, I want to tell you about something, see if you have any interest. And so he told me about Dominican Republic. He said, we just went this past year and we took a group of men because we love baseball and we love the Lord, and we thought in in the Dominican, you see baseball fields everywhere. Oh yeah, it's their life. It's huge. Yeah. Yes. So he said we've got to be able to use that to tell them about the Lord. So he said we went in, <clears throat> we showed up at our first location. He said we didn't know what we were doing. We brought our gloves, we brought some baseballs, we brought some bats, 
but we didn't know what we were doing. <clears throat> we just wanted to get together with them. A hundred plus kids showed up the first day that morning on the field. That's how excited they were about it. And he said, we didn't know what to do. We just did the best we could. He said, but we have no direction with what to do with this. Can you help us? So we went into the gym, and, and by God's grace, he has given me opportunity in the past to be with some men that really know what they're doing in the game and how to break it down and teach it. So I was able to take Dave in and go through each position and break everything down. And then at that point, he said, would you be interested in being the director of instruction for Baptist Midmissions, which is a group of men that we would like to take to the Dominican Republic for as long as God lets us do it to be able to give the gospel. Hmm. That's when it began, and we just went for our 13th summer hmm. this past summer, or this summer, uh, and we always go over the 4th of July because it's when school ends for the young boys, and they have not started their baseball programs yet, so they're free <clears throat> to be able to come. Um, we actually go with, we've had up to 43 men go, Wow! and we have actually, and what we do is we divide them up and send them to different locations, and they go out. We have a morning session. We have three hubs that send them out to a morning session, three different locations, and they send them to three different locations in the evening. Counting all of those across the island, we see anywhere between 700 and 1,000 young boys in the summer. So the God, God has just blessed over and over with that. Um, we have seen many young men come to know Christ. We've always made sure that we go through a local church. The local church introduces us on the field to the young boys. They come out and they get all of the contact information of the young boys that come and participate. And then those that have, uh, they get saved, which let me name the process here. We have an infield station, an outfield station, a throwing station, a hitting station, base running station, and a gospel station. Wow. They go through that rotation each day for five days. Then on the fifth day, the final day, they come to a closing ceremony at that church. Mm -hmm. So now they're tied to the church. The church has contact. They follow up with those that have been saved and with those that have not been saved, follow up with them. And the families all come with them to the closing ceremony. Mm -hmm. So many, many people are introduced to the church. They hear the gospel one more time. So these young men hear it six times in a week. And their family members that come on that evening get to hear it that night. Mm. We've had young men that have been saved. They now come back and help us instruct. They've grown up, help us instruct, and their family members are attending church with them where they've accepted Christ as well, all because of a baseball. Yeah. God has taught us how to use baseball and shown us how we can honor and glorify him. And it's an amazing thing. It's yeah. an amazing thing. Absolutely. And I mean, I think that that speaks to the 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 way that the Lord grew you to be Amen. able to 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 see that, you know, this is more than That's right. a game for you. This is a game for me and it's a game for um me to be able to use as a tool for you to reach other people because I've gifted you with skills and abilities to Amen. do that. Right. And so you, you left Northland and uh, went down and actually were an assistant pastor for a, a year or two or a well, couple of Well, I, I went down when I left Northland. I went down and I was, uh, we left Northland because my father had called me and said that he had had, he, they found pancreatic cancer and he was mm -hmm. in stage four. So at that time, my wife and I uh, made a decision together to uh, leave and go down at the end of the year so that we could be with dad, although he passed before we got there. Mm. It, it was quick. Mm. And then we wanted to help mom transfer over to her new life. And uh, so we went down and we were there for, for eight years, had opportunity to be involved with baseball, 
had involved uh, opportunity to be able to coach and instruct and all those things and still teach yeah. in a school, Christian school. Uh, but then came to a point where my last two years I was there, which I didn't know it was going to be my last two years down there, uh, my pastor had called me to come in and and uh, speak with him, and he offered me an opportunity to be the assistant pastor. So I was given the opportunity to be ordained and uh, became an assistant pastor there and uh, just had a wonderful time still being an assistant coach in town and using that as outreach, but also being involved with the church as an, as an assistant pastor. That's great. That's great. And in the closing seconds, lastly, we, 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 we'd be uh, remiss to not mention your family. Um, you know, so talk a little bit about, um, you know, your wife and your kids and, uh, and their excitement about this new, this new venture for you. I have a wonderful wife who uh, she works here on campus as well. Uh, she's supportive of what I do. Um, she's not a sports-minded person. Uh, we are definitely opposite when it comes to that. They say opposites attract, so we love that, thankful for it. But she supports what I do. She came on the move knowing that this is uh, what God wanted us to do. Um, I have a daughter that's that's 19. Let me start with my son. He's 22. He's down in Florida. He decided to stay there. And uh, then I have a daughter that's 19 attending the school. I also have a daughter that's 14 and a daughter that's 11. So it's Paul, Faith, Anna, and then Amy. Or I'm sorry, I said Amy was 11. She's 12. And uh, they're and all And you know she'll call you out of I know she will. That's why I corrected that. Kids at that age that. Are, are, are 11 and 6 months and that's 7 right. months and 8 months. Can, can we erase that somehow? <laughs> but uh, anyway, they are attending the academy. And uh, I could not ask for a better place for my family to be in. And there, there was much prayer put into that to make this decision to come here and prayer for each individual in my family, each of us, and each aspect of it and through the prayer, I saw an opportunity for growth for each of us individually. And very excited, very thankful to be here and be a part of Bob Jones University. Yeah, we're excited to have you and your family as well, Coach. As I said, folks, a two-part series here, so we're going to have Coach Castile on for next week's episode as well. It's exciting to get back into the podcast season of the What's Brewing podcast. Again, you can catch up anytime with previous episodes from last season. You can find that at bjubruins.com slash podcast. That's going to do it for this week's episode. I'm Johnny Gamut, and that's What's Brewing. You've been listening to the What's Brewing podcast. Brought to you by Plan First Asset Management and Financial Planning. To learn more, visit planfirst.com.